Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday, January 29th. I'm John Weigel here with Sarah Friedman, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. We all know about holograms of Michael Jackson or Tupac putting on concerts, but now we could see the likes of Stephen Hawking or Coco Chanel at the head of a classroom. Loughborough University in the UK started experimenting with hologram lecturers for their students. But how is this possible, and what are the effects so far, and are we seeing a new trend in education take shape? We'll get into that and much more, but first let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. Kicking off with some AI news, George Carlin's estate is suing the creators of a video supposedly made with an AI model trained on his work without permission. Carlin's daughter, Kelly Carlin, called it, quote, a poorly executed facsimile cobbled together by unscrupulous individuals. She has a much better vocabulary than I do. Staying with that same current, Netflix made a notable change to its annual SEC report. It added generative AI to the list of risk factors, saying AI could shake up the competition and leave the streaming service more vulnerable to copyright infringement. I think it's safe to say that we'll be seeing a lot more AI regulation talks this year, given how multi-million dollar companies and estates and, oh, I don't know, Taylor Swift are starting to feel the pressure. Next up, Mackenzie Scott, early Amazon employee and ex-wife of founder Jeff Bezos, sold $65.3 million of her Amazon shares last year and offloading worth about $10 billion, a little over that. That re- and that's represented by only about 25% of the philanthropist's remaining stake. Speaking of, Jeff Bezos' old house in Bellevue, Washington, is now for sale at $2.3 million. It's in this home garage that he founded Amazon as an online bookseller in 1994. Last few things, getting into some travel news. Royal Caribbean's Icon of the Seas, which is the largest cruise ship in the world at 1,200 feet long and 250.8 thousand gross tons, sets sail over the weekend from Miami. That's a big boat. And finally, Virgin Galactic safely completed its six-space tourism mission. Friday's launch was the first time there was no astronaut chaperone on board. Paying customers took up all four of the cabin seats available. Our big story today focuses on a fascinating use for hologram technology, which is teaching university students. Hologram lecturers are currently being tested at Loughborough University in the UK with exciting results in terms of keeping students' attention and adding some novelty to the classroom. So, Sarah, tell me some more about this. Yeah, so the school is using hologram boxes made by a company called Proto, and it literally beams lectures in from anywhere in the world. And speakers can record themselves talking, even using just their smartphones or a kit from the company. And they will appear in the classroom in real time, life-size 3D in front of students. It's very cool. I mean, the future is here. (laughs) The future is here. Yeah, that's fascinating. And also, I'm guessing one of the other uh, ideas behind this is that it doesn't only project 
people who are alive to the classroom, but it can also project, I guess, reanimated holograms of people who have long gone. Yes. So that is one of the company's main missions, actually, is to essentially bring people back from the dead. They can pair the visuals, which we have from photos and videos in certain cases, and then train AI on textbooks or writings from famous professors. And then students can essentially ask, you know, Albert Einstein or whoever wants to visit class questions in real time, theoretically, and the AI would be trained on their own work. So this could get really weird very quickly, but it's also a kind of a fascinating learning tool rather than just reading about historical figures. You could talk to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it also seems like this has some really interesting implications for education and also sustainability and being able to, you know, prevent a lot of travel from place to place. And I'm sure the university is looking into that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the main perks of this tech. I mean, for a lecturer to fly all the way to the UK, they have scientists coming in from MIT, which is in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's a lot of, you know, emissions from those flights. It's a lot of money for the school and higher ed is not notoriously ready to be paying for professors to fly across the world. So this would be a great sustainability tool. And it's also a really effective teaching tool, especially for certain types of lessons. If you're looking at 3D equipment or something that you really need to see in real life, this could be much more effective than just watching a Zoom call projected onto a whiteboard, which is kind of what's happening at higher ed institutions right now. Yeah, of course. I mean, that that comparison comes to mind really quickly about, you know, why couldn't you just do a Zoom call? But I don't know, this seems a lot more, you get the full body image, you get kind of the product that they're working on. If it's engineering, it's probably going to be a lot more helpful to see that real time. Yeah, I think that this is much more engaging and I was watching the videos of this technology. It, it really looks like the people are in the room with you. So I think this could possibly be the solve for freshmen falling asleep in a lecture hall because it is, it's just really hard to pay attention with a kind of a flat projection on a screen. And this feels like these really interesting lecturers are actually in the room with you. Mm. And you mentioned this company, Proto, that is working on this. They're LA-based. What history do they have in the hologram space? And what are they exactly looking to do with this technology in the future? Yeah, I mean, this has a, a lot of very cool applications. And certainly, it's not just limited to education. They work with companies um, like IBM and other big corporate companies, again, to just reduce travel needs. This kind of allows you to be in any conference room anywhere around the world. There's so many use cases for that with day-to-day -day business. And they also work with companies like H&M to do interactive product displays. Um, but yeah, this has a lot of really exciting applications. One that I thought was so interesting was even for museums, you can essentially mm. share a work of art. And rather than being able to see the sculpture, you would see it in this hologram box because it would you'd be looking at an image from across the world. So it's kind wow. of limitless. It's very cool. And they're also planning to make a smaller tabletop version. So who knows? Maybe one day this is we'll all have one in our house and this is how we'll see our relatives. Yeah, I saw that in the main article about the smaller version. And it just 
it just seems so funny to me because this smaller version, they said it was going to be priced at about $1,000. And it's kind of akin to, they said, Wonka Vision, where you have just like a little, like if you want to like meet Coco Chanel, you have like a little like tiny Coco Chanel in your living room. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty it's great. It's pretty wild. But I guess if you're having a meeting with your boss, it's way less intimidating if they're, you know, a foot <laughs> tall. So that may Very be good. true. Very true. Maybe one day we could do this podcast uh, standing in front of each other as holograms, perhaps. Yes. I think it's not that far off, apparently. No. All right. And that'll do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Al and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.